prayed about what we were going to think about today. This was so pertinent, having just been through the week that we have been through in our nation. And so we're going to think a little bit today about what is unity? What does it really mean? What does it actually look like? And and we're going to look at scripture, but Joy and I are going to try and unpack it a bit as well for me and for Joy and for you as we walk as disciples of Jesus, as his followers. But we're also going to think about what does unity mean for us as a church family, New Hope and Greyfriars? What does unity mean for the wider church? And then I think crucially at the moment, what does it mean for the world as we look to be witnesses for Jesus in this world? So um, as I'm talking and I'm holding a microphone, Joy, I'm going to start with a question. Is that all right? <laughs> what do you think Jesus is talking about here? What, what, what is unity and why does it matter? Well, I think that his prayer, it comes from his own heart and his own experience. So when we talk about one family, and that's a phrase that we think that we've coined somehow, and, and clearly we haven't because God himself is one family. He is Father, he is Son. They are one together with the Holy Spirit. They are one family. And so actually what I think we're talking about as we we look at this, and the reason why Jesus is so passionate and he prays about it, is that he wants us as God's children, not only to experience the salvation that brings us into God's family as God's children, to, but to also experience that as a, as a, as a family, as a, a kind of a connectedness, as a, a relational thing that, that one and another together um, we can be like God is in that there's just this constant conversation, constant love, constant flow of togetherness in purpose and in glory. Now, you know, that, that sounds like a theological kind of ideal of a eternity, which of course it is, um, but somehow Jesus is praying that we as his followers, we as those human beings, um, will find a way through the Holy Spirit's presence in us to something that looks even a little bit like that in order that we would bring him glory and experience some of it because um, it's deeply joyful for him. That's very good, Joy. Should we just stop there? Um, If you've got a Bible, you might want to open it, either on your phone or um, grab one from one of the seats. Because I think, you know, what we want to do is try and wrestle with some of this. Because you and I, we all know that unity is something that we're, we're called to, that Jesus prays for. But the reality of that is very difficult and very different. And so just to sort of, um, as Joy was speaking, um, if you turn to John 17 verse 21 what you can see there is Jesus has prayed for his disciples and he then goes on to pray for all believers and that's you and me that's all followers of Jesus down the ages we see what Joy's just said verse 21 that all of them may be one father praise Jesus just as you are in me and I am in you and that is where it all begins it's 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 the trinity isn't it so Jesus is praying that that same dynamic, same relationship between Father, Son and Holy Spirit, three and yet one, would be mirrored in you and me and all followers of Jesus as we live our lives. And I think it's also just really important, I don't know whether I can do this, hold this and flick the pages, but if you turn on to Ephesians chapter 4, You can just listen if you don't want to flick your Bibles. But uh, Ephesians chapter 4. And I'm going to come back to this a few times. But in verse uh, 13, I think it is. 
um, in, in Ephesians chapter 4, we read about the unity, sorry, no, it's chapter 4, verse 3. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. That's Ephesians 4, verse 3. And so I think, you know, we want to start by saying that that unity is prayed for by Jesus, that it comes from that relationship between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But actually, it is from the Spirit. It is, it is God's unity in his people. And so as frail and weak and fallen people, we're all trying to improve and seek that work of the Spirit in us to grow in this sense of unity. But actually, we need to acknowledge that like everything in the Christian life, it's a partnership. It's unity from the Holy Spirit, but it's something that we can also do our part in partnership with the Lord to grow in that unity. I think um, as human beings, we can quite often fall into uniformity um, because it's much easier, isn't it? We all find that um, like-minded people, people who are the same as us, are easy to be around. And um, people who are a bit different are hard to be around. (laughs) And because we're human beings, we therefore quite naturally fall into uniformity. um, and, And the Holy Spirit is the one who actually enables us to love and be gracious and patient and kind and peaceful and loving and gentle and faithful, even to those people who wind us up and are very different than us. Sorry, Joy. (laughs) I wasn't looking at you pertinently. (laughs) But there is something about that, isn't there? And and I think, um, I'm sure you won't mind me saying this, David, but um, in in our working dynamic, I think you and I relate to each other very much as a brother and sister. Yeah. And, um, and that involves quite a lot of ribbing, uh, quite a lot of winding up, um, not too many practical jokes, for which I'm, I'm grateful. Um, but there is that very distinct, we are different and we're doing different things in our, in our different churches. But, but that really um, strong sense of, of a bond of love and, and, and a desire to, to work together and to be collaborative, even if we don't always agree, which we don't. <laughs> Um, and, and I think for me that's a really important thing both for us modelling in, in our leadership of, of the church here at Greyfriars and New Hope um, but also as an example for all of us that unity doesn't mean always agreeing it doesn't mean always doing the same thing it doesn't mean always being uh, the same expression of worship or the same uh, expression of faith or, or doing the same things it does mean that we always care about each other and what one another um, are going through or or trying to do or other things and we support and and all of those things only come as a product of the Holy Spirit in us allowing us to be that for people who are different than us and I think that's something that we should really um, probably now get into because I think we, we all find it easy to be unified with those that we agree with yes I mean, it's very straightforward, isn't it? I mean, we we delight in those who agree with us. We celebrate it and and we rejoice in it. But the challenge comes when we don't agree. What do we do? How do we hold together this prayer of Jesus and that tension within each of us? And the more I go on in my walk with Jesus, the more I realise that the Christian life is full of tensions. And I've talked about some of them over the months and years I've been here You know, we think about that uh, tension between the now and the not yet. God's kingdom now, but will be fulfilled when Jesus returns. 
We could think about um, even in, within Jesus that sense in, um, of his divine nature and his human nature that somehow we have to try and understand and wrestle with and, and, and interpret. And then um, we could think about joy and suffering. Paul writes about that, the Apostle Paul. That we find joy and suffering. Well, I don't know any of you who find that straightforward. I certainly don't. But this, there's a whole list of tensions. And the two that I really want to hone in on when we think about unity is the Apostle Paul talks about speaking the truth in love. So he writes that in, again, Ephesians 4, verse 15. He says, um, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. And in a similar vein, um, in John's Gospel, John 1, and we all know this from our Christmas readings, uh, which is coming up soon, we read about that, whoop, whoop. that tension of grace and truth. And I think if we're really honest, we struggle with some of these tensions because we tend to veer towards one or the other. Churches tend towards to veer towards one or the other. So, I mean, if I think about churches in Reading, churches in the nation, there'll either be churches that stand by the truth and can sometimes be quite brutal with that, or churches that are very loving and yet it's as if the anchor has been pulled up and there's no sense of what Jesus was praying for, which is that we would be people who are rooted in the truth. And so we have to find this balance in our own walk and in our, our lives as a church. And, you know, I mean, it's not a great surprise to any of you, but in the next 12 months, we're going to be going on a journey, New Hope and Greyfriars, as we look at uh, various elements of how we engage with a wider church. And we've got to hold together that tension of truth and love, grace and truth. And that's not always easy, is it, Joy? What is the answer? Do you see how I teed her up there? I think the answer is actually in Jesus' prayer. He prays that um, as he abides in the Father, as he dwells with the Father, that that unity grows. And I think for us, abiding in prayer and seeking God in prayer um, for one another and for our relationship with the wider church um, is is crucial. And I think... um, you know, we have our, our once-a-term Kingdom Come evenings of prayer where we gather together to do that. Um, but looking for other ways um, across Reading, whether it's in a workplace, whether it's in um, interest groups, whatever that might be, um, but just seeking God and, and then allowing him uh, through relationship with other people to draw us together in prayer and being centred on him. And um, when we're centred on him, somehow... Um, our differences and, and those difficulties and the tensions um, seem less problematic. Um, and, and I think the more we abide in him and know his love for us, then the more loving we can be even when we are speaking the truth um, or any of the other tensions. I think the balance is in Jesus himself. And so we need to spend more time with Jesus ourselves in order to have his balance in those tensions. And and many of you know we've got this amazing opportunity starting tonight. We've got uh, Mr. and Mrs. Pollard over there. Do you want to give us a wave? Team Pollard. In fact, should we give them a cheer? Leading 10 days of prayer, Fiona and Stephen Pollard. Legends. Um, They haven't even paid me to say what I'm about to say. But starting tonight, 10 days of prayer. And it's an amazing demonstration of just this of churches around Reading, different denominations who wouldn't all agree on every doctrinal 
point and yet we're coming together around Jesus to pray for Reading and to pray for our country and um, for me this is a huge call to prayer for us as God's people in Reading and so I just want to encourage you if you can give some time go and chat with um, Fiona and Steve over lunch find out ways in which you can get involved but I agree with Joy we've got to pray we have to remember who we are centered around and I often say to um, the team here at Greyfriars and New Hope that, you know, I'm, I'm convinced more and more that Jesus cares about how we go about our lives. You know, we often pray, Lord, what is your will for my life? But what he really cares about is, is this. It's our, our hearts. And so as we read on in Ephesians 4, um, and I won't read it all, but Paul is writing about this difference between the ways we shouldn't be and the ways that we should be. And it really struck me, um, Ephesians 4 verse 31, as we look out at our nation. And as I watched, I mean, I think someone said to me recently, never before has BBC Parliament, the channel on television, been so popular. (laughs) Not necessarily a good thing. But these words say, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger. And scripture is like a mirror, isn't it? Held up to us. You know, what is in us? Is it bitterness? Is it rage? Is it anger? You know, even in in this church, we won't all agree on whether we should remain or leave. And I'm definitely not going to start that debate now. (laughs) But what I can be absolutely assured of is how we respond as followers of Jesus right now in this nation. Jesus calls us to be salt and light. And we're to let the light of Christ shine through us. How do we do that? Well, we read on Ephesians 5. Follow God's example. As dearly loved children, live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And I'm sure most of you would agree, you know, the nation needs a different model. It's broken, Democracy is, is really in trouble at the moment. Our parliament is struggling. And we know the answer. But the answer is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's Jesus Christ in you and me and joy as we live our lives. And we model what it means to speak the truth in love. And we model what it means to disagree well. And that is something that the church is wrestling with. And it's something that the nation is deeply struggling with. But um, I think that that look means, David, can you keep talking, I think. (laughs) But I think I just want to come back to people talk about primary and secondary issues in the faith. And many of us here would disagree on some secondary issues. What Joy is saying and what I agree with is, as we look to Jesus, we look to his sacrifice, we look to what it means to be saved, we look to our call to be ministers of the gospel, each and every one of us, and to allow the light of Jesus to shine out of us. That as we centre our lives and ourselves around Christ, we are unified and we are one. And that's what we see in Reading. 22 years, Reading Christian Network's been gathering, praying, and, and raising up different forms of ministry, through street pastors, bed for the night, many of the activities you're involved in. Because eyes are focused on Christ. Thank you, Joy. And then we've got to 
speak the truth in love and go on a journey of engaging and prayerfully discerning God of how we have a conversation around some of those secondary issues, which we won't all agree on, but that we need to be absolutely certain that we are holding on to scripture and rooted and established in Jesus and finding a way forward and modelling what that means to disagree well. And I think one of the key elements of this um, issue is that as we do that, as we kind of fight our own human nature um, to try and love and pray for and seek the best for others, um, that something changes in the atmosphere around us. We operate in the physical realm, but the spiritual realm is around us all the time. And what happens when we choose to lovingly be united as God's children, as brothers and sisters together in whatever format that is, that somehow that has an impact on the world around us. And we want to see um, God's kingdom coming. We want to see it for our nation. Um, but we also want to see it in the world. The world around us is broken. It doesn't take much looking at um, the ordinary news, not just the Parliament Channel, um, to see that our, our world is in need of greater unity, of an awareness, and that we as human beings are one family. And if we could deal more graciously, more lovingly with our, our differences as a, as a world, as a globe, um, then perhaps we would see less problems and less difficulties mm. everywhere. Uh, and, I, I, you know, we look at the world and we see so much brokenness and feel completely helpless, even more so than we feel helpless um, looking at our own nation. Um, but actually, you know, Jesus prayed, and his prayer was for 12 um, uh, men who'd followed him, or 11 men who followed him, and for those who would come afterwards. And he prayed and he left it at that. And then he went back to heaven because he knew that with the Holy Spirit, those who would come after him would change the world. And we've seen through history, God do miraculous things across the world. And I believe he can do it again. I believe that he is interested in that. And I believe that our prayer lives are the ways in which he wants to, to be doing things in the spiritual realms, perhaps that we can't necessarily see, um, but we believe and trust him that he is doing. And our unity, our love for one another, is a really significant part of that, um, that when we take positive action towards being one family, it has an impact much further than we can see. So we're going to pray in a minute because this is our response. This is how we, we see these words, these prayers of Jesus and we are called and have a heart right now particularly to pray for our nation. But just before we do that, um, next week uh, here at Greyfriars, and I, I know you're not doing the same at New Hope, but we're going to begin a series looking at the book of Hebrews. And um, we're going to go through the whole book and as part of that, what we read is about this unshakable kingdom. And so I just want to um, take 20 seconds to instill hope in you. Because whilst the world looks like everything is shaking at the moment, it feels like everything is shaking. There's questions everywhere in our society, in our schools, in our nation, amongst families. And there's even division within families around what is going on in our country at the moment. What we read in the book of Hebrews is the kingdom of God that you and I are part of is unshakable. It was here at the very beginning and it will be here right at the end. And so we are people of hope. And I, I want us to begin praying for this community. 
And we're going to just turn, if you don't mind, into twos and threes. If, if you feel uncomfortable doing that, then please just pray silently on your own. If you now look around at who's uh, next to you and you think, oh, no thank you, I'd much rather go over there. In a minute, you can sort of dash across the church and we won't judge anyone. Um, but we're going to pray together. Um, so pray in twos and threes, on your own if you prefer. And we're going to start by praying for, um, for us as a community. And I would love us to pray a couple of things, but you can pray whatever the Lord puts on your heart. We want to pray along the lines of, Lord, would you use us as a light in this world? Would you help us to be bold as we seek to be people who speak the truth in love and who model what it means to live differently and yet united around Jesus? And that God would grow and protect the unity between New Hope and Greyfriars, our four congregations, So let's start praying for that and then we'll move on to pray for the wider church and then the world. So twos and threes, let's take two or three minutes to pray. Ready, steady, go.